Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika Soft Gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Why should you care about Joyce's dreams of becoming the Terry Gross of cannabis? Let me tell you. Our community has the opportunity to influence the future and add value to the emerging cannabis world. Together, we are a movement. This is the Cannamom Show, a podcast chronicling the inspiring stories of real women in the emerging cannabis industry. Your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, lawyer, political activist, has been speaking with women from coast to coast and around the world who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving, continuing on her mission to lift up the stories of the women creating the cannabis industry by sharing their canna stories with you. So go make yourself a cup of tea or roll yourself a joint, sit back and learn something new about this magical plant on The Cannamom Show with Joyce Gerber. From the Tip O'Neill Studios in North Cambridge, Massachusetts, it's the Cannamom Show. Now here's your host, Joyce Gerber. Welcome back. I am Joyce, and this, of course, is the Cannamom Show. Happy New Year, Dave. Happy New Year to you. How was your New Year's? Did you go out and celebrate and first night and all that? Probably well, not. Well, it rained, so we saw this very <laughs> weird, trippy movie about a donkey, but... <laughs> Sounds like just another Saturday night. Yeah. So, yeah, that was good. And that was on January 2nd. Actually, did you know January 2nd is National Introverts Day? Did not know that because I rarely come out of the house. So nobody ever told me. Ah, see what I did there. (laughs) See, that's the thing about introverts. Um, So I am a proud introvert. I was once awarded the title of um, Quiet Revolutionary by Susan Cain, who wrote the best-selling book, Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World Where in a world that can't stop talking. Are you familiar with her? Have you heard no, of her book? No, was a Do few tell. years ago. She mm-hmm. founded this movement. I, I guess it's a movement for quiet leadership by creating a platform to elevate our value. And I think that is exactly what I want to do here too on the Cannamom Show, elevate and empower the Cannamom movement through our own stories. Well, that also shows you the power of podcasting because you can be an introvert and be an excellent podcaster because you don't have to work a room you invite people into your 
onto your show, into the world of the Canamon. And there you go. I like it. So leadership in a different way. And I don't really need to be seen. I'm old, but I do like having a voice in your head. So anyways, on a totally different topic, have you seen those posts on social media where you look at an image and the first few words are the words you're supposed to focus on for 2023? Yes. It looks like a word jumble or a word search. Yes. Right. All right. So I did mine and I had four words, which seems like a lot. It was miracle, breakthrough, alignment, and health, which I think are all good words and they Mm. did inspire today's show, but I'm just going to focus on breakthrough. Mm. All right. Whatever whatever that entails. Let's break on through the other side. I can't wait to hear this. This is exciting because when someone has a speech prepared, like you do today, Joyce, everyone's listening, so don't mess it up. (laughs) I used to be a politician, Dave. I can do this. I can stand and smile and wave at the same time and (laughs) Make up words that people listen to, but don't really understand, but they feel the emotion. That is the beauty of politics. That's right. You speak. <laughs> they don't say anything, but we are. We're going to say something important. So the truth is, when I was thinking about putting together the show today, I was a little bit nervous. And honestly, I still am. But have you ever wanted to do something or ever really, have you ever not wanted to do something that you know that you really needed to do because, well, you were afraid that no one would care? Every day. Well, I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure if that was a rhetorical question. But yes, I think that's human. I think that's human nature to put off the things that you just can't stand doing, even though there's a little voice in your back of your head that says, come on, you got to do this. So that's what I'm going to do. That's how I feel about today's show. I'm not mm. sure anybody cares, but I'm doing this anyways. I don't know if that's brave. I don't know if that's stupid. Sure I don't know, but I'm going to do it anyways. Yep. Good. So as Dave indicated, we do not have a guest today because this show is going to be about the Canamom show and me. Two topics I assume you must care about, well, because you're listening, so thank you. Before I jump into today's topic, for anyone who is really wondering, I'm just going to be transparent and and admit that the Cannamom show exists because, well, I wanted a job. True. (laughs) I was um, a little bored at home after I spent years taking care of everyone except me. And the thing I thought I wanted most, which is a professional life, which honestly, I never really established despite my ambitions and my education and my extraordinary privilege. I just was not able to pull off being a woman who had it all. And I got to say that Sheryl Sandberg's message to lean in, it kind of pissed me off. (laughs) And I just, I don't understand why professional women have to be exceptional just to have the same opportunities as mediocre men. And it just, it never made sense to me. So The Cannamom Show is my attempt to create a place where I matter and where I can add value and where I can spend time doing something that makes me happy. And this really does. And is there value in what I do for you, for the emerging cannabis industry, for the world? Well, of course, I hope so. But for me, this space that I've created has expanded my comfortable, solitary, little introverted universe and it has connected me with the type of community we all desperately need. It is a community where my own caregiving story intersects intersects with the stories of so many other moms and caregivers who have found healing through cannabis and are now on a mission to crush the shame for all future generations of canna caregivers. And honestly, it's an, a very powerful and empowering community to be part of. And Although I do know that we need other people to find happiness and purpose. Again, as a quiet introvert, that community hasn't always been easy to find. 
and I failed a lot finding a profession where my voice and my passion can add value, but it feels like I found that in cannabis. And it feels really good to be a member of this exceptional community of powerful women. But to continue doing this work, I need your help. If you are asking yourself, why should you care about Joyce's dreams of becoming the Terry Gross of cannabis and wondering what's in it for you? Let me tell you, our community of canna moms and canna givers has the opportunity to influence the future, make a positive impact and add value to the emerging cannabis world. Together, we are a movement that will not be stopped. I'm a creator, or maybe I'm a creative like my musician son, the guitar player, Josh Lampkin. He once said to me that he always forgets that I'm a creative because I'm so reliable and focused and I'm very organized. And it's true. I'm not flamboyant. I'm not particularly fun, <laughs> but I am not lazy or forgetful or distracted either. I think there's a very strange idea of who a creative is, especially a can of creative. We are portrayed in popular culture as lazy and forgetful and distracted, literally the opposite of who I am. And honestly, most of the women I've met who are building this new industry. And I do use my creative energy in many ways. I'm a quilter. I'm a podcaster. I'm a writer. But mostly I'm a storyteller. And today I'm going to share with you a practice from my own faith, Judaism, with a devar of last week's Torah portion. And a devar, for those of you who are not familiar, is a brief teaching from a Jewish source, the Torah, as my rabbi likes to say, an inspiring storyteller in his very own right. In this week's episode of the Torah, we are coming to the end of the first book, Genesis, with a continuation of the Joseph and his brother's story, which does connect directly back to the Canamom show, because if you remember, last year we created a quilt I called The Amazing Women of the Technicolor Cannabis Quilt. It was a take on the acclaimed musical Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which is based on the story found at the end of the book of Genesis. And if you are not familiar with Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, check out Donny Osmond's performance on YouTube. It's pretty fun. Uh, ladies from my generation. <laughs> okay. So in this week's Torah portion, the story opens as Judah who is Joseph's brother, pleads with Joseph not to keep Benjamin, his youngest brother, as a prisoner for stealing. Joseph reveals his true identity to his brothers. He's crying and kissing them. The brothers bring their father Jacob from Canaan to Egypt, and Jacob and his children settle in Goshen. This moment is a realization of the dream Joseph had that involved wheat bowing down to him and his prideful interpretation that initiated in his brother's decision to Deceit, to, to their deceitful and poisonous decision to remove him from their lives. But if it were not for the brother's decision to sell Joseph and tell their father he had died, the future of the Jewish story could not have happened. And this got me thinking about my own dreams and what role my own agency plays in achieving something and what actions are required to make them come true. And in searching for some connection between this Torah story and my own life, I found this commentary about dreams that resonated with me. So I'm going to share it with you. Commentary, a parshat. You're learning all sorts of Jewish words today. So we all dream and sometimes our dreams come true. 
A dream come true is a wonderful thing, almost too good to be true. But there are times when the fulfillment of a dream is so different than what we thought it would be. When it finally comes to pass, times have changed. We have changed. So have the circumstances. Or it may just be that we never really understood what we were dreaming about. We were fathom. We never fathomed the full implications of our own dreams. Reality, it turns out, is so much more complicated than the stuff that dreams are made of. Sarah, the beloved matriarch of Judaism, had hoped to become a mother, just like any other newlywed. When it took a bit longer, she prayed and she cried and she dreamt, and the years passed and the dreams remained with her. When God brought her a dream to fruition after so many years and Isaac was born, she was a different woman than the one she had been so many years earlier. She had never dreamed of being a mother of a newborn at the age of 90. The very fulfillment of her dream turned out to be more of a challenge than a honeymoon. Isn't it often like that? Not that she or we wouldn't want to be blessed by the fulfillment of the dreams such as at such a late stage. It's just that the dream that could have been so sweet is more like bittersweet. Dreams fulfilled often place our lives in a wholly new and unexpected context. When his brothers are prostrate before him like so many sheaves of wheat, Joseph's youthful dream is now a reality. But it is not like he had thought it would be. What had seemed so many years ago to be a sure promise of power and prestige is completely reframed. He is the one sheaf of wheat still standing, and upon him is thrust the burdens of seeing sustenance of an entire extended family. The surrounding sheaves are not so much subservient to him as they are dependent upon, upon him for their very survival. And Joseph rises to the challenge. He abandons his childish interpretation of his childhood dreams and instead applies himself to the feeding of the hungry sheaves that have now appeared before him. Thus, we understand that grappling with the unimagined responsibility suddenly placed upon us is a challenge that fulfilled dreams sometimes ask us to confront. And the consumption of our dreams, paradoxically, takes them away from us. When dreams become reality, they are no longer dreams. When our own good fortune forces us to move from the realm of lofty aspiration to the nitty gritty of reality, we are liable to neglect to replace our old dreams with new ones. And too often, we forget how to dream. But we must never but we must forever keep dreaming. It behooves us always to live a life with a vision. No matter how many dreams have been fulfilled, we must always treasure the yet to be fulfilled dreams. And for Joseph, when reality caught up with his dreams, it set the stage for the further dreams. And there is no other way if we want to create a better world. So here I am. <laughs> In some ways, I have achieved a professional dream by being a creator and host of an award-winning podcast and an author featured in a number one best-selling anthology, Courage and Cannabis. I've created, and my creations have been welcomed into the world and rewarded. It has taken a long time for me to get here, and there have been so many transitions along the way. And the paradox of having achieved this particular professional goal is that this achievement wasn't ever my specific dream, although I've always hoped my life would add value to this world. Honestly, 
When I was a young woman, I didn't always know who I wanted to be when I grew up, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't to be a weed mom. But here I am. I am an introverted Gen Xer. My superpower, our generation of caregivers superpower is our invisibility. No one ever asked us to do anything. We just see what needs to be done and we do it. Is this courageous or stupid? I don't know. Did Judas step up with courage to save his youngest brother? Or was he stupidly endangering his own future? Was his decision beyond his own agency because it was his destiny to care more for another than for himself? Judah did not know what was to come from his action, but he took fate in his own hands and he stepped up to protect someone he loved and he was rewarded for that. I would hope that could be true for all of us. So no one asked me to create the Cannamom Show, but I saw a need to crush the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and I took action. Will there be more rewards for taking this action? I don't know, but I'm still doing it anyways. But as invested and committed as I am to the Cannamom Show to elevate the stories of the women building this new industry, my time and abilities are torn between creating the podcast and getting attention. There is always a balance on how much time to invest in each. And although I hate the power of social media over my time in agency, I am sadly addicted to the micro doses of narcissism that tether me to it. And for the most part, I can feel lost in the world of likes and cute comments until I'm nauseous and feel deep in of my own life. And I know this is wrong. I'm a grown woman. I've earned a law degree, raised two humans, have been happily married for 30 years, but not getting enough likes on Instagram still makes me feel bad. It is ridiculous. <laughs> Social media has its place in my life, <clears throat> but it's not a place where I feel happy or purposeful. And I know this is because, well, I'm old. <laughs> There's a funny meme on social media about what would happen to our kids if we dropped them off in our non-connected world of 1985. This made me laugh and made me remember the young woman I was in 1985. I was a junior in college, and like so many of my friends, spent a semester away from our college campus to travel and study abroad. I did this without a cell phone or a computer. And it was very challenging to stay connected with anyone. But considering how connected we are now, I think that younger version of myself is courageous for taking such a journey. But maybe I was just unaware that it could be any different. And I didn't know what my future held. But I look back, I wonder where that person is who doesn't need to be connected to the world through electronics, but exists quietly, in awe, observing what is around her. I know we no longer live in that world. And although I do hate social media and the power it has to influence my feelings, I know it is something I need. If the Cannamom Show is to achieve its goal of influencing the conversation around cannabis and caregivers. To do this, the Cannamom Show needs to exponentially increase our reach over the next few months. And you are the ones who can do that for us. We've had over 25,000 downloads and each week we have over 200 listens. So I know you're out there and thank you. Thank you for being part of the Kinema movement. But now I need you. If you have found value in these stories, I am asking for your help. I need you to share your favorite episode. I need you to share this episode. I need you to help spread the word on your favorite social media sites that the Kinema show exists and showcases the women in, the, in a movement 
who are ready for the responsibility of leadership and who are committed that with each dream fulfilled, we are ready to dream another, to continue healing ourselves, our family, and our world. The way we are going to get across this narrow bridge to our, to our future is to cross this narrow bridge together. We are building the future that will add value, that will value caregivers, and will not stop until the shame on the cannabis and caregivers is crushed. I know our intentions are clear and our actions are aligned. Like Arlo Guthrie stated in the classic 1967 song, Alice's Restaurant, together we are a movement. If one person does it, they might think she's crazy. But if, if 50 people a day go out and sing the praises of cannabis for health and wellness, the world might think it's a movement. And that's what we are, a movement, a cannamom and can a caregiver movement where we are breaking through the shame in our own lives and want to offer that gift to others. So that's it, Dave. That's my show today. <laughs> Crowd is on their feet, Joyce. I enjoyed <laughs> thank that. You, Fantastic thank you. job. Fantastic. <laughs> so that's where we are again. You've stayed this long into the show and you're going to be out there. One of those people is going to share. Reach out to me. Let me know. I can get you some swag. I got lots of stuff. I can give you a shout out. We would love to connect to you, promote you, help you. But if we can't do this alone, right? It's a it's a network of people doing this together. Podcasting is about community. Cannamon Show has a community. And I don't think you're asking for a lot. So let's go, people. Step up. <laughs> Step up. All right. So thank you again. That is my show. I want to thank you for taking time to listen to the Cannamon Show today and for the foreseeable future so that we can continue on our mission to enhance the impact women have on the emerging cannabis industry by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. Thank you for following and sharing the inspiring stories of the women building this new industry so together we can crush the stigma around cannabis and caregivers. I am your host, Joyce Gerber. This is the Cannamom Show, and we are a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.